Welcome to Why We Wrote This. I'm Clay Collins, your regular host. This episode offers something a little different. Rather than producing one of our usual hosted conversations, we've asked one of our writers to briefly explain his thinking about a story and then to present a full audio read of his report. We hope you enjoy it. Hi. I'm Henry Gass, a Monitor reporter based in Austin, Texas. We're talking about record-breaking cold temperatures. Yeah, you could live in Houston 100 years and not see what we're about to experience as we head into Sunday and Monday. No matter where you go in Texas, everyone has a story from the freeze. Two million Texans are without power this evening. If your power is out now, uh, expect that to remain the same for the next several hours, perhaps even into the day tomorrow because of these rolling outages they've had. In mid-February 2021, a historic winter storm hit. Texas. Four days of sub-zero temperatures and record-breaking snowfall caused a massive blackout across the state. Millions of Texans spent days freezing in their homes. Hundreds of people died. This was the week many Texans first learned that the state has this quite unique power grid. It's when they first learned about the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, or ERCOT. And it's when, as they sat in the cold and the dark, they stopped trusting all of it. So when the Monitor started planning a series of stories focused on the value of trust, I immediately thought of the freeze. Because three years later, experts say the grid has become more reliable. The infrastructure has been weatherized, for example, and ERCOT has added more renewable energy capacity than any other state. Most importantly, there hasn't been a widespread blackout. If we ever, we ever get a big freeze like that again, um, I think we do better this time. That's Andrew Barejo. I met him while doing some reporting for this story in Taylor, a town about 30 minutes northeast of Austin, and a town where, it so happens, ERCOT is headquartered. Andrew is 80 and lives in a retirement community. He says he went a week without power during the freeze. Do you trust the power grid still, or...? I'm sure that it's going to get better uh, with all the work they claim that they've done. You know, that's just what I see, what I hear on the news, and that's pretty yeah. much it. I'm, I'm kind of person that I don't worry about things too much. and just go along with the flow like they say. But I was in Taylor because, frankly, Andrew is in the minority. Most Texans still don't trust the grid here, as many as 7 in 10, according to one recent survey. For this story, I wanted to try and figure out why. And the bottom line, trust is difficult to regain, especially after an event like the freeze. Here's the story I reported. Before February 2021, few Texans knew the minute details of how electricity flowed around the state. Then, just before Valentine's Day that year, the flow stopped. A massive winter storm swept through Texas, triggering blackouts in millions of homes across the state. Some Texans spent days in the dark and cold. Many also lost running water, and hundreds lost their lives. By February 18th, Everyone in Texas knew the name of the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, or ERCOT, and they knew they couldn't trust it. ERCOT doesn't bill anyone or provide any electricity directly to consumers. They simply manage the flow of electricity around the Texas power grid. Since the blackout, the grid which ERCOT oversees has undergone significant changes. The Lone Star State has also experienced more extreme weather, including another major winter storm and two intense summer heat waves. And there hasn't been the kind of widespread system failure seen during the 2021 storm. Indeed, the Texas power grid is more reliable today than it was three years ago. 
the results of significant changes in oversight, storm readiness, and capacity, experts say. But what hasn't changed much? The trust that Texans have in it. In a survey released last month, a Texas electricity provider found that nearly 7 in 10 Texans, quote, have low trust in ERCOT and the stability of the Texas power grid. Because while state regulators and officials have made some improvements, they've also made some mistakes, experts say. The grid is, in fact, more reliable, but power bills are also higher for many Texans. ERCOT has also often asked residents to conserve electricity during severe weather events, which has been eroding confidence that the grid has become more resilient. There's also an emotional layer that state officials need to work through, say grid watchers. As in any human relationship, Texans felt betrayed when the grid wasn't there for them, says Joshua Rhodes, a research scientist at the University of Texas, Austin. It's deep in the Texan psyche now to worry about the grid, he adds. The grid is more reliable, he continues. But to rebuild trust, it's going to take a lot of time and hard work and being consistent about keeping the lights on and making people feel safe. In a few ways, the Texas power grid is unique. ERCOT is the only grid network in the United States that is not connected with other grid systems. This has meant the Texas grid isn't covered by regulations, but it also means that Texas can draw power from other states when needed. Normally, this isn't an issue. Through natural gas and increasingly renewable energy sources, Texas produces more electricity than any state in the country. ERCOT, meanwhile, manages the flow of all this electricity. And when demand looks like it could exceed supply, ERCOT can tell more generators to come online. It can also ask Texans to conserve electricity. ERCOT isn't a state body itself, but it's overseen by one, the Public Utility Commission of Texas. In February 2021, this system collapsed amidst stays of sub-zero temperatures, freezing rain, and record snowfall around the state. Energy sources simply froze up and power plants broke down. All forms of power generation failed, but the bulk of the outages came from the natural gas supply, which provides most of the grid's electrical capacity. To prevent an uncontrolled system-wide blackout, ERCOT cut power to millions of homes around the state for days until generators could come back online. ERCOT and the PUC struggled both to restore power around the state and to communicate what was going on as Texans sat freezing in their homes, few of which are winterized. As the snow melted and the lights turned back on, demands for reforms soared. And reforms happened. State lawmakers replaced the entire ERCOT and PUC leadership in the months after the storm. The legislature passed a law requiring power plants to weatherize. Texas's plant weatherization standards are now the strictest in the country, according to Will McAdams, who served on the PUC from April 2021 through December 2023. Meanwhile, ERCOT launched a program to increase its supplies of emergency electricity. The grid network is also adding renewable energy capacity at a prodigious rate. No state produces more wind power than Texas, which could soon also overtake California as the country's leader in solar power. Battery storage is also poised to increase substantially. Doug Lewin, an expert on the Texas electrical grid and author of the Texas Energy and Power newsletter, told me that the capacity we're adding right now, which is mostly solar and storage, is contributing in a major way to reliability. There's still room for a lot of improvement, he added, but the outages for, in particular, fossil fuel power plants are down quite a bit. As ERCOT expands supply, especially with renewables, it also needs to expand its grid infrastructure. This work has begun in some ways, such as adding new transmission lines in South Texas and integrating more customers onto the grid in the Texas panhandle, but other improvements have yet to begin. 
Still, many Texans remain skeptical that the lights will stay on when the weather gets bad. While regulators and lawmakers have improved the grid, they've also misstepped. In the aftermath of the blackout, for example, some Texans received massive electricity bills because the PUC had raised prices during the storm in an effort to increase conservation. Bills have also stayed high for many consumers as electricity providers have made infrastructure improvements and expanded connections for the state's growing population. One woman in the city of Nevada, Texas, for example, got billed $6,200 the week after the storm, more than she paid for electricity in all of 2020. Some policies have also been criticized. Amidst record-breaking heat last summer, ERCOT paid Bitcoin mining companies, basically huge warehouses of servers that run code that creates Bitcoin, millions of dollars to reduce their energy usage. The grid operator then proposed, but cancelled, a plan to revive some old fossil fuel plants last winter. ERCOT also tried to enact a regulation that would limit the use of battery storage, a technology that's projected to increase capacity by 157% this year. Dakota Johnson Martinez, who lives in San Antonio, weathered the 2021 storm reasonably well. She lost power intermittently, but she didn't lose water. So she basically spent the week huddled under blankets, playing games with her three children. Still, three years later, she doesn't trust that the power grid has improved. She only needs to look at her bill to see that the average monthly price of electricity has increased from about 12 cents a kilowatt hour in 2020 to about 16.5 cents a kilowatt hour for the first six months of 2023. Those figures are according to BKV Energy, a Fort Worth-based utility company. She told me, you keep raising our rates. Why aren't you doing anything with it? I know that we have the windmills. I know we have the solar farms. And every time it gets too hot, they ask us to not lower our temperatures. And the thing is, ERCOT doesn't just ask when it gets hot. Over the past eight months, Texans had their phones ping 13 times with warnings from ERCOT, asking them to conserve electricity. While there hasn't been a widespread blackout, to many Texans, these alerts are evidence of continuing grid frailty. From ERCOT's perspective, however, it's intended to have the opposite effect. The grid is more reliable, experts say, and the grid operator is communicating better with the public than it did during the 2021 storm. But if anything, it's communicating too much. ERCOT may have overcorrected. People are getting annoyed with that, Mr. McAdams told me. But, he says, it's designed to increase public trust so the public knows what's happening and why it's happening. He thinks it's exacerbated some lack of trust that was already there. But, he adds, over time, and if we don't have emergency conditions, if we're able to prevent that type of experience with the public, I think that trust can be restored. It will come slowly and incrementally, but it will come back. Thanks for listening. This audio story was reported and read by Henry Gass, and this episode was produced by Alyssa Britton and Mackenzie Farkas, with Noel Flat, Jingnan Pang, and Jeff Turton for The Monitor. Copyright 2024.